Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Family Meal. So today's guest I have been following for a while on Instagram because she is the founder of a really, really awesome indie beauty brand called Mara. Um, They have two face oils. One of them is their universal face oil and the other one has retinol, uh, a new product I just started using. And then they recently launched their enzyme cleanser this year. Um, So it was wonderful to sit down with Allison and hear her story about how she went from being a TV host in the entertainment world to then launching her own skincare company. And you'll hear in the episode how that is actually uh, relating to her family, which is wonderful. And the other cool thing and, you know, sort of why I chose her to come next is because Mara in Gaelic means see and her whole campaign is see the change. I mean, you definitely see the change when you start using facial face oils and just trying to debunk the myth that is still out there that face oils are bad for your for your skin. It's actually very healthy for your skin and um, even healthier and cleaner, in fact, than using different kinds of lotions. But it was so fun to talk to her, and um, I, you know, I know that. Things in the world right now are a little hairy and scary with everything that is coronavirus. So, um, you know, just make some good food, share some good meals with friends, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, and I sidetracked, but Gaelic C, uh, her um, episode is coming out right before St. Patrick's Day. So I just felt that it was very fitting. Anyway, hope I got all my points across. I'm currently holding my roommate's dog in my lap um, so he doesn't <laughs> make any noise. But he says hello. And uh, yeah. anyway, on to this week's episode featuring Allison McNamara of Mara Beauty. This is Family Meal with Natalie Pelletier a podcast centered around family recipes, but exploring much more. We talk food, family, and the jobs these creative chefs, foodies, and dreamers have had along the way. So pull up a chair, grab a plate, and let's dig in to Family Meal. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Family Meal. I have the beautiful Allison McNamara across from me. I'm actually at her office, which is so cool. She is the founder of Mara Beauty, and they actually just released a new product yes. like a few weeks ago, Just right? a few weeks ago. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, so excited. It's been busy, but yeah, our new cleanser. So yes. it's a new one So exciting. Um, so I ask everyone on the show to share a family recipe to kind of get things cooking. You said that you had like a healthy version of yes. what something that your mom, but then also like the OG version that your mom shared with you. Yes. So. It's banana bread. <gasps> mm. I love banana bread. I mean, bananas are probably still my favorite fruit. Um, <laughs> I grew up having this like delicious banana bread that my mom would cook, and mm-hmm. she had her own little personal spin. So it was a pretty generic um, banana bread recipe that she kind of tailored throughout the years. Mm-hmm. The one like I make now is obviously much healthier because I'm super into like less sugar and not yeah. having gluten or you know flour when I can, um, all the things. But hers, you know, was pretty fatty. It had like, <laughs> you know all the butter, right, all the right. flour. All all yep. the things. Um, but the the really special part about it was she had this sugar, this like hard sugar crust on top. 
And I remember for the first time I made um, the banana bread for my now fiance. Mm-hmm. She was like, what are you doing? Because I had like this whole, like maybe like a half a cup of sugar, which is like <laughs> That's a heart attack. <laughs> um, but I was like sprinkling it on top of like the loaf before I put it into the oven. And she's like, what on earth are you doing? And I'm like, just wait, just wait. She was so panicked. And now she's obsessed with the sugar crust. So, Well, that is something I've never seen on banana you bread. You haven't? No. It is so good. Even better when you do like a little chocolate chip in there with it. Um, Oh, yeah. The that chocolate chip would be like in the actual like recipe, yeah. um, but the sugar just like on top it hardens. It creates this like really sugary, sugar high layer that's so mm-hmm. good. Oh my god, that sounds like like the top of like a creme brulee or something yes. like that. It yeah, hardens yeah, yeah. too when it's in the oven because it kind of like melts and then hardens. It's just incredible. Oh my god! Growing up, was that like a snack your mom made, or was that something that she like made every once in a while? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely something that was like a treat. Mm -hmm. My family wasn't super healthy growing up. I mean, you know, I grew up in like the late 80s and 90s, so like Lunchables and stuff. Right, right, right. (laughs) Terrible for you. Um, But, you know, we didn't get it all the time. It was definitely a treat. Like my mom was an amazing baker, so Mm -hmm. she was just so good at creating like pies. That was the other one I wanted to do was a Mm -hmm. pie, but it's super complex. And to be honest, I've only made it once. The banana bread's a fair assessment of what I can actually do. Right, right, right. Pies, Pies to me, and I bake pretty frequently are still intimidating because yeah. like the whole pie crust if you're like actually making it and yep. it's like the cold butter she does and, the that. and it's like it's a lot it's a lot so that's why I didn't choose that one but my mom was like a big baker so like it definitely was um a treat growing up we wouldn't have it all the time maybe like twice or three times a year without oh, yeah. much sugar on top you can't have it right but you can't have it all the time <laughs> yeah did you um uh grow up you grew up here but like also were born in, in on Maryland. the East Coast, yeah, right? Yeah, I was yeah, born yeah. on the East Coast, and then we moved out here when I was about six years old, um, right after my sister was born. So my little sister was actually basically raised out here, oh. and we're from Palos Verdes, which okay. is, yeah, like a beach town, um, kind of like the very last stop of Los Angeles County before you get to the OC. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So is it just you and your sister? Just us two. Just you two ladies. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's fun. Um, and how was that like growing up? Because she's, you know, you said six years younger. Mm-hmm. Did it at times feel like you guys were like so far apart in age that you couldn't relate and like I'm sure now later in life you guys have mm-hmm. kind of become closer or yeah, was yeah, it always yeah. sort of like oh no I have a little sister and we're like real you know yeah we've close. definitely found our way like as we've gotten older but you know we're still six years apart I'm in my mid-30s and she's uh-huh. still kind of going through her like late 20s so we're always kind of like missing those like kind of life moments together in a way um definitely more so as we were younger you know, we were never in high school or college right, at the right, same right, time. Right. Um, so, yeah, I always thought she was like, sorry, Lizzie, if you're listening to this. I always <laughs> thought she was super annoying growing up. I think most siblings yeah, do. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, I would get to, you know, get a phone in my room and then Lizzie would get a phone in her room the same time. But I'm like, I waited six more years for this. I know. I'm My brother's only two years younger than me, but there you were know. definitely, I was like, really? He gets that? Like, you know, and gets away with things that I definitely didn't get away and with. And he's a boy. Yeah. They always get away with more. They do always get Especially away with, with more. Especially with, like, curfews and stuff, too. Yeah. Although, kind of, karma kicked his ass, and, like, he did have a party at our house, and, like, the cops came. So I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, well, that's that. Well, I mean, I'm, the, who's the star student now? Right. I mean, my parents were cool. They, like, let us have people. They were like, we know you're going to drink. Mm-hmm. So, like... If you come, you can, you can do it in the house and like, we'll just have beer. But when I, my parents came and visited me when I was, I went to college in North Carolina. Oh, cool. And yeah, so it was kind of close to Maryland. Yes. You know, East Neighbors. Coast. Yep. Um, but they were visiting me for parents weekend. They're like, Quinn, under no circumstances should you have any people over. It's your senior year. You have this like big rowing regatta. Like you, there's a no tolerance policy. 
Nope. 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 Of course. Nope. Too easy. Too easy. Oh my God. But the crazy thing is, is that Quinn took the blow for all of his teammates. They were all hiding up in our closet or in the um, attic. Oh my God. So they all said they weren't out, but he, oh my God. I know. Did anything happen? I mean, he didn't get to go no. to that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so sad. I know. So that was, that was a bummer, but like, I don't know. Now you can look back on it and it's not like he went on and did rowing in college. Just say there's a life after rowing. Right. There's a life after rowing. In high school. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, so growing up in Southern California, did you always kind of know you wanted to be in the entertainment or like entrepreneurial space? Like how did mm-hmm. you, was that something that your parents did that you kind of observed and you're like, okay, that's what I want to do? Or like how did that sort of become a... Yeah, you know, a part of where where you are now. It's so interesting because, you know, I definitely always have been, I'm an Aries, so I'm very stubborn, but also (laughs) like super hard worker and competitive. And, you know, I've always loved um, like marching to the beat of my own drum. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that like now that I own a business, it makes so much sense because I definitely like calling the shots and I think I work better as a manager than I do as someone else's employee, if you will. Um, My parents are, were not like entrepreneurs by any means. Um, but my dad worked in beauty and I got to see him lead companies. So I think that really was something that stuck with me. Um, but I always wanted to be a host. Like that's something I knew I wanted to do from a really young age. I knew I wanted to entertain people. I love making people laugh. I love interviewing people like what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've never been an actor, which I know you also do, Mm -hmm. but I've always loved it. Like the connection with people that I get. So I knew that there, that there was something there and I went to school for broadcast journalism, Okay, journalism, political science at USC. And, um, I, USC is kind of where I really figured out that I wanted to do entertainment because yeah. I was in LA and, you know, I, I was interning at E. Oh, so The entertainment cool. was like one of my first internships. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I knew that like, that's what I wanted to start pursuing. But beauty was always kind of in the back burner and I knew I was going to come back to it somehow. I just wasn't sure like when. And in, in what capacity. Yeah. And or if I would be like writing about it or talking about it on camera, but my family was in beauty. That's kind of like the backstory. Mm-hmm. So I always knew I was going to come back to it. Oh, that's so cool. So you, so you interned at E yes. and like, I feel like that must've been like the heyday. Not that it's not, it was, isn't it? but it's like, that was the true. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. It was like 2007, like the eras of delisted and Perez Hilton. And like you had to, there wasn't social media. No, you I mean, like had Twitter. to watch Eat. You to, had to watch it. Yeah. Like, you know, six o'clock rolls around and you are turning on your TV show uh, to watch E! News to figure out the celebrity tea for the yeah. day or the week. And actually, my first internship there was The Daily Ten. Oh my God, was, I remember that show. Yeah, with Kat Sadler and Sal Masakela. And I just like idolized Kat Sadler, which I still know her oh, and see her. Yeah, she's so. amazing. She's the best. And I wanted to be like her and Juliana. And so, yeah, it was definitely the heyday for sure. And it was like, it's so interesting to see how it changed too, mm-hmm. because you know, with those changes came changes in my career. You know, totally. I, I had a show that we had; it was a daily entertainment show called Pop Sugar Now on okay. Pop TV, which is where like Shit's Creek is. Yeah. Um, but you know, we were this digital brand that was doing a TV show, and this is like in 2016, 2015, and no one was waiting to watch entertainment news at that point Mm -hmm. you know so it just really changed the course of my career too in a way yeah so when when that sort of happened and you were pursuing that was there did you sort of were you sort of like okay if people are now getting their information not necessarily via someone like me was that when you sort of were like okay maybe I can do something more in the beauty space or like had you already started 
Mm-hmm. Had those gears already started going? Wheels were already turning. Like it was 2015, I remember, and I was on a trip to Turkey and I was kind of like at a crossroads in my career where I had really, you know, I'd worked for Pop Sugar. Mm-hmm. I had then gotten this deal for Refinery29. Um, I'd worked at Who What Where prior as an on-camera person for them. And I'd done like spots for ABC for the Oscars. So I really had like a pretty robust background on yeah. television. And like you had a padded resume to yeah. do all of, you know, all the, things. all the things. And I was still getting, you know, I was, you know, doing pilots for TV shows and stuff. But like they weren't really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they would, you know, we'd go into pilot. We'd make one, you know, would get put up as a holiday special. You know, I got casted on that, you know, entertainment show. Mm-hmm. It was on for about a year you know it just wasn't sticking and I just felt like the people who would want to watch me weren't there so that's kind of when I started looking elsewhere for things to do Mm -hmm. um so I kind of started going towards Instagram like building my Instagram up which never really resonated with me honestly being a blogger I tried it um it just wasn't for me yeah you know like the standard blogger back then like right influencing more is different yeah but you had would write your blog posts you would have all the beautiful photos photos and I tried it's I definitely in a lesser capacity tried to do it too I'm like Jesus how do you get all these like and photo you know it was just it's a lot lot, it was a lot of work you like have a photographer and you have all your outfits in the car and you're like changing in the car and doing like new looks and it's just a lot it just never really like spoke to me Mm -hmm. which is why I'm sure I didn't do that well at blogging per se um but yeah I, I went into like the digital space more as like an influencer and mm-hmm. then was simultaneously doing Mara like you know on the side and didn't launch until 2018 but I started in 2015 oh my god took me three and, years. and you do have a I read the story but I would love for you to like tell sure. the story of how Mara came to be of course so like I said I have a you know my dad was in beauty mm-hmm. I always was really well versed in skincare ingredients growing up and I had been a big face oil user before they were hitting the mainstream market so more like the Whole Foods Air One buying mm-hmm. my own sweet almond oil or jojoba and mixing them and you know by this time there were some brands like 2015 that had face oils but it wasn't like what it is today so kind of wanted to start developing something that felt really different and Mm -hmm. unique thought of the name Mara on a trip to Turkey in Istanbul Mara means sea in Gaelic it also means it's the last four letters of my last name which is pronounced McNamara in the United States but it's McNamara Mm -hmm. in Ireland Um, and so it kind of like that idea was born Mara was available Nothing's available to trademark these days. And you were like, oh my God. It's like, oh my God, is this a sign? Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, so we, I kind of started formulating. I knew I wanted it to be algae-based. Um, we created a really unique ingredient profile. Took, you know, three years almost in R&D and development and submissions. And then launched it finally in 2018. In 2018, March. yeah. It was two years ago. Well, it's so exciting that it is a face, like that face oils have kind of come into their own. And that's when you're amazing product came out that it already had you know mm-hmm. been incubating you know oils are amazing for your skin especially if you pick the right ones you know I don't use anything on my face that has coconut oil in it mm. I'm super anti it clogs the pores it's high on the commodogenicity scale it's not going to do anything great for your face um what's what's the co- commodogenicity it's a really don't ask me to say it again because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go well um it's really hard I still can't pronounce it well, uh, but basically there's this scale, the commodogenicity uh-huh. scale, that rates ingredients from a one to five on how likely they are to clog your pores. Oh. And so coconut oil is very high on that. Um, but then there are things like, you know, marula or others that are much lower, jojoba, sweet mm-hmm. almond. I mean, there's plenty of oils that are amazing for, you know, 
your skin and they're not going to clog your pores. And, you know, we use Moringa, Baobab, and Kalahari Melon as our main ingredients in the universal face oil. Um, but we use all sorts of oils across our products. So. Oh, my God. Well, learn something new every day. <laughs> Promotogenicity. Say it three times. <laughs> I, I'm not going to re- try to repeat that. But then you guys have the retinol mm-hmm. oil. Yep. And then the cleanser. Yep. Which, which we have three products. Out. Yeah. And Wild. I know. All coming out within, you know, I feel like you just, it, it still feels like to me that you just launched. So to have like all these amazing products is like props to you. Well, thank you. you. Know? I mean, we are doing it in a newer way. I can't really think of many brands um, that launch just single products at a time. It's kind of like this new wave of indie beauty brands who aren't oversaturating their customer with products. You know, we really spend time on each product that we're making. Mm-hmm. And so while it does maybe feel like I just launched, to me it feels like a decade ago. Right. <laughs> it feels so long ago. Well, because you also were, you know, working on it since For so long. 2015. How did you then know what steps to take next when you were like okay this this seems like the thing to do like how did you find the labs and like mm-hmm. how how did that all come to be because you you are based out of LA yeah, obviously we're here, here yeah, but we're here. you know um <laughs> yeah so that's the thing is you know when you're starting any sort of business you're going to be faced with a huge set of challenges you're not going to know how to answer them right obviously if you have a mentor that's amazing I would say my dad is definitely more of like my mentor but he also had never worked at an indie beauty mm-hmm. um, brand before you know he worked in mass mm-hmm. and mainstream so like it was totally different you know so yes I had someone who had maybe done some of the exercises before, but really had no idea how to do this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of Google. Yeah. You know, yep. a lot of Google, a lot of asking around. I'm lucky to be surrounded by a lot of, you know, female entrepreneurs. I work with Jen Atkins still. And so, you know, it's nice to have people who you can ask questions, Definitely. you know, or, you know, use as a resource. Um, but for me, you know, the first step was I wanted to hone in on the idea. I wanted to make sure it was something that was unique. I never believe that the world needs anything else. We've got so many things. Mm-hmm. So if you're not creating something that's truly different, then like, what's the point? So I wanted to make sure before we even started formulating that I like had a clear enough vision of what I wanted to create. And I think after doing those exercises, we really had, you know, I kind of landed on something that felt unique. The mm-hmm. retinol was actually the first idea I had for the line, mm-hmm. but I kind of based the whole idea for the line around that particular product. And then finding a lab, I mean, you know, she was actually a family friend who we formulate with, but there's hundreds of labs. I went to, um, if anyone's trying to start a beauty brand, I went to Cosmoprof and you can find you know, so many different labs there. I go to all the different annoying, mm-hmm. sorry if anyone's listening, but like all those annoying like trade, conventions, trade like shows, trade shows yeah, yeah, yeah. which like are awful. Like no one really likes right. going to those, but I went to those. I still go to those. I just was at one a few weeks ago. It's like constantly just trying to make contacts and yeah. you know, see what road it'll go down. So I feel like that's the, the best way to start. And you work with Jen in the main addicts. Main addicts. Yeah. Yes. I still do that. I still consult, you know, part of, I actually don't technically work for Mara. I work for my other business, A. McNamara Inc., oh. um, which is what does um, all of my contractor work, all of the different adv- like places that I advise on. I do mm-hmm. a lot of like creative, you know, advisement mm-hmm. work. I do a lot of like brand work, as you know from Instagram. Yep. So if I'm, you know, working with Christoph Robin, or right now I'm working with this amazing brand called Anissa, where she's oh. got these gorgeous skincare brushes. Um, you know, that's kind of where I do all my business through. One day I'll work for Mara, but right now it's more important to hire employees. Yes other employees <laughs> right to, to help you um and what did what do you do at main addicts currently i'm the editorial director so i oversee all Ooh. of the editorial you know look sound and feel to make sure it so, uh, sounds like jen and it's mm-hmm. um the on brand for what we want you know main addicts to be i've been there for 
like three years now, which is amazing. And it's been fun watching that team grow. Um, It kind of really plays into my background from Pop Sugar and Refinery. So, but it's all about hair. So it makes it really fun. And my fiance is a hairdresser. Um, Oh, that's... So it makes it like all tie in. Oh my gosh. So are you 100% Irish or are you mixed? My dad's like pretty much 100% Irish. Like Uh he got his DNA and it's like, you're all Irish. Yeah. Um, But my mom is like a hodgepodge of things. So I'm like 50%. I'm high up there, but not full. My mom was like British and, you know, other European things. When I, when I took my test, I was like, well, I'm really white. It was literally just like Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, and like the top of France. It was just like, you know, you're, that's, that's uh, your genealogy. Mine was a little bit more like she had some Greece and like some, you know, I think there was some other stuff in there, like some part of Africa, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's all shifting. I'll like get a notification, like your thing has changed and. I think I had Neanderthal in me, actually. Oh. Yeah, which is, like, not super rare, but, but like, like, you know. going all the way back. Super far. Yeah. But don't quote me on that. It's been a minute. I'm like, <laughs> was that mine or someone else's yeah. that I read? I don't even remember my name anymore half the time. <laughs> is that my sister's? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Does your sister live in L.A.? She actually just moved to New York. So she, or not just, she moved there, like, a year ago. Okay, so you guys. It's been a minute. But she had been yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, she worked in beauty, or works in beauty, too. So she, you know, just moved out to New York for a job, which is fun. And so. did, did you ever live anywhere else besides L.A.? Or No, I you mean. You know, you were here, and then I feel like without everything entertainment, you probably just stayed. Stayed here. I studied abroad, but that doesn't really count. Where did you study in abroad? France. Oh, uh, enchanté. Yeah, français. Yeah. <laughs> but not well. Um, do you speak French? Un peu. But, yeah. like, mine, that's one of those skills in life that I would love to just have, be able to, because I can, I can understand kind of what people are saying. Yeah. And I have a good accent, but, like, I'm not about to, like, hop in a conversation and then be like, oops, yeah, no, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, sorry, back <laughs> up. English? Little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I should know more. I did live there for a minute, but that's, like, the, the farthest I lived outside of the... Did LA you, area. Did you live in Paris? Or did I did, yeah. You, oh, my gosh. It was amazing. That's wonderful. I loved it. Did you do, a, like, a program where you stayed with a family, or were you with... Um, I did it through NYU, because oh, USC mm-hmm. didn't have... I, I don't remember, honestly. It was so long ago. USC didn't have a program at the time through the journalism school that went to Paris, and I was, like, dead set. Like, right. that's where I'm You're going. Like, I'm going. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm going somewhere for abroad, I want to go to France. So... I had to apply through the NYU program mm-hmm. and ended up going with them, which is fun because I actually met so many like European people and, um, you know, New York people. So it was like fun. A lot of them I'm still kind of friendly with. So that's awesome. Before we started the interview, I was telling Allison, I was like, I love following your stories, especially you travel uh, a fair amount. Yeah. A good and amount. A good amount. And I always love seeing where you're eating and like the places you're going to. Thanks. So have you always just had sort of like an innate love of travel and food and kind of soaking up other cultures or favorite thing favorite thing always has been I'm lucky that I had parents that or at least my my dad really loved to travel when we were younger my mom mm-hmm. kind of more enjoyed going to the same places um, but they were pretty cool they were places like Hawaii and whatnot right. which is yeah, like yeah, really yeah. nice but um, yeah my, my dad loves to travel and we we know we love traveling together it's actually his birthday soon so we're all going to Napa together <gasps> which is not super far I mean but that's but, still a little yeah but we try and go to get you know go places together we did Iceland together a few years ago so it's always been something that we constantly do you went to Italy I feel like a few months before I went last year and oh, I was like okay I'm tagging all of the like you know saving so all the good. places because I went to Positano and I'd never been there oh that's my and it place. was so cute 
The oh best. my god! I might go back again. I've been there four times. This would be my fourth time if I went back. I love it though, and I'm usually not a repeat offender of, uh-huh. of you know vacation spots. As long as there's somewhere new on the itinerary, I'm you know I, I'm usually okay. Right, but right. I, I could go to Positano every year. Yeah, I love it. It was it was really incredible. Kind of going back to stuff about Mara. Are there obviously you just launched your face cleanser but you know being a business I'm sure you have other kind of things in the works or Mm -hmm. are you kind of just you know focusing on this launch or are you always like you know five steps ahead so that you can continue to launch that's like an amazing question you know now that the business is a much more serious business than it was like each month we're kind of like you know, shocking ourselves with how much we're, you know, growing, which is an amazing place to be at. But, you know, it did take me a year, basically a year and a month to launch from the retinol product to the cleanser, Mm -hmm. which I'm supposed to launch one a year. So Mm -hmm. technically I didn't launch any products in 2019. Mm -hmm. We're changing that in 2020. Um, We definitely have, I have two products that I hope to launch this year. Oh, that's exciting. You know, it's really exciting. We'll see with everything that's going on in the world if we're able to launch it, just mm. with coronavirus. You know, we actually don't manufacture in China. Everything's made here, but one of our component pieces does come from China. The rest come from Korea. But Korea's now having issues, too. So yeah, um, we'll see, like, kind of if that pushes any of our timelines. I know it's something that the world is dealing with. So we hope to launch two products this year. Right. We are ready and able. We're just, you know, waiting on some of the pieces for them. Um, Because we custom make all of our stuff over in Korea, and then we do get some stuff in China. So we'll see. But yes, the plan is to, you know, continue to grow. We have like an amazing lineup of products that Mm -hmm. are coming out and um, hopefully some really exciting new retailers to announce and just, you know, increasing our distribution. So yeah. And I mean, you guys were just, your cleanser was just mentioned in Vogue. I know. It's wild. The first week we launched it, which is like, that's been such a, you know, vision board piece for me since we launched. And uh, we'd been in British Vogue once prior, Mm -hmm. but you know, Vogue, American Vogue was like my goal. And I never thought the cleanser was going to be the way that we got there, but like, I'm so thrilled and I couldn't be happier. And it really did, you know, it's really set the bar high for the product. Did like Vogue contact you or were you just like, oh my God, my cleanser is in Vogue. Like how did that whole thing like (laughs) go by or is it? Yeah. Oh girl, it's a dance. It's a a long dance. You know, we have a PR team. So even though we are very small, like Mm -hmm. as the people who are in Mara full time, um, like in the office, we have lots of contracted agencies that we work with. And one of them is an amazing PR team that I've worked with for the past year and a year and a few months. Uh And, um, you know, they, we've been aggressively working on all these different editors that Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I want to get the product to and I want them to love. So, you know, an editor that we've been sending to, um, I think she requested the cleanser or we sent to her the cleanser. I Mm -hmm. forget how, but through the PR team, we did desk side meetings where you go to New York and you meet with all the editors and you share the product and maybe you take them to lunch or you go out to dinner or maybe it's just at the office. Wow. Um, but it's like a big, you know, it's a song and dance. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, you're constant, you're not like bribing them at all. It's just like you're giving them product, you're going and you're telling them about it. Um, you're hoping that they want to write about it. And the cleanser was just a, a big hit with one of the writers. And so we were just so excited to see it in that story. That's so cool. Also, just for me to know, and for everyone else listening who didn't know, that those kind of things, I guess, it makes sense that those are all involved because there are are so many products Mm -hmm. out there. But I feel like it is cool with your brands and other sort of like indie beauty brands that you guys are going for quality Mm -hmm. over quantity. And it isn't that oversaturation. You're not like, oh my God, I have to buy all of these things. Like you start with the one and then it just makes it easier to add the others to the collection totally i always say to start with the universal face oil it's that's why we launched with it 
It works on all skin types. Everyone needs a moisturizer. This is that. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have any water in it. It's an anhydrous formula. So you're getting all of the actives of our amazing ingredients and our algae um, without water, which is not doing anything. And it's in most products. Yeah. I prefer anhydrous formulas because you're getting all of the actives, none of those dirtier preservatives. And um, you get an amazing result. So I always say start with the universal face oil. And then, yeah, if you want more, something more aggressive that's really targeted at aging and, you know, skin texture, I say go with a retinol. And then everyone needs a cleanser. Yeah. So, yeah, and this cleanser is pretty special so oh that's so cool spf wise who are do you have a go-to one or are mm. there a few that you like in your rotation spf is so important um you know i'm always looking for a new amazing spf <laughs> i like kula anything from the brand kula is really nice it's an australian brand um they usually have great ingredients mm-hmm. i like Suntegrity. Um, oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's sold at Credo, which it's a great brand. Um, I also like Supergoop. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Ilia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have a new, like, super tint serum that's mm. supposed to be... I don't wear a lot of face makeup, like, ever, but if I was going to, I would wear this. Okay. Because it has SPF 40 in it. That's, and mm. I, I like the idea of it being, like, a hybrid situation. So it just launched. Um, I have it at my house waiting for me. Um, I tried it on my hand, so I know it's good. I just haven't worn, worn it yet. Worn it yet. Yeah. yeah, with me, I don't... I usually wear face like I'll put concealer on but I won't like do a full I don't even get there anymore situation <laughs> I'm going out you're I'll, like I'll look you're good. like but mm, no no every day it's just us here so it's you know we keep it pretty mellow I always tell Katie who works for me I'm like do not wear makeup to work because makeup's not that great for you honestly mm-hmm. and so if there's anyone to give your skin a break around it's me so yeah. I'm like, please don't wear yeah. makeup to the office. Oh my like, God, let your skin breathe we'll save your makeup for your friends on the weekend like I you don't need to wear it here I love that. Yeah. I love that about, mm. yeah. I've never had like a traditional go into the office. I mean, maybe some internships, but I always felt like, okay, I'm going into an office, like gotta dress up, gotta or- dress up, you know, cause when I work, I, I'm a server still, uh, to in between jobs. And there are days when I'm just like, eh, I don't feel like throwing any makeup on but then sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm probably gonna like of course the night I don't wear makeup like some director is who I'm gonna be serving and I'm like fuck I should have like natural beauty is great so I'm sure they probably even appreciate that because there's so much like heavy makeup now I feel like especially actors I feel like they're always like look like they have no makeup on in movies yeah that is that you is know? true it's probably a good thing also congrats on your engagement thank you have you started doing any sort of planning for no no it's like the favorite <laughs> question and I, I wish I had like a more exciting answer it's just been a lot you know we're both business owners and so you know kind of you know in the growth phase of my business per se and and Cass is really crushing it too so it's just mm-hmm. been hard to like align on you know even sitting down to like plan where we want to have it We've thrown around like Italy and you know Mexico or maybe even here, but mm-hmm. nothing's nothing's been set in stone. It's a lot. One of my best friends just picked her venue, but she like initially when they got engaged thought that they were gonna have like a short, you know, get married within a year. Oh, crazy. No. Because I got engaged in August of twenty nineteen. Okay. And I have not even started planning. <laughs> and it's March. Yeah, so. I mean everyone that's the thing. It's like you don't have to I think in other cities or just depending on what people's vibes are, mm-hmm. they're like more pressured to like get that going. But I feel yeah. like in LA, it's yeah. not. Why is that? It's like, yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know. Here. I think it, I think for some people it might just be that like, oh, this is the next step. Like this is the sense of security or I don't, I don't even know. I'm just yeah. spitting stuff out, but Makes yeah, sense. I, but it is a lot of work. 
a lot so, of work. <laughs> a, lot of, like, a lot of decisions. I'm already making a lot of decisions. Yeah, you're like, I don't need... I'm decisioned out. No, I'm, I'm excited to plan something. I just want to... You know, I'm also a perfectionist, and I'm a Virgo rising. I yeah. just my, you know, I'm Aries <laughs> sun, Virgo rising. Literally the biggest planner, perfectionist. Right. So if I don't have time to like fully like dedicate to something I don't I don't even bother and so I know just right now is like not the time but right. but you know I'm hoping hoping that you know maybe sometime soon I'll have more clarity on where more we just need to pick like a venue and a date and then everything will fall into place yeah that that's that's what will happen because then you'll be able to like once you have the venue like, okay these are the amount of people I mean I guess you kind of want to know that before you are yeah. scouting venues but we started a list yeah a google doc I oh, love nice. a google doc I'm like put it in a doc <laughs> send me a link <laughs> Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, I mean, but everyone, that's the thing. It's just you have to do it on your own time because it is your day, you know, both of your days. And yeah. You it doesn't need to be, because my friend Maddie was like, why am I getting anxious over doing something that's supposed to be, to be yeah, fun? Totally. So. It's, yeah, why is it being like super stressed? Why am I stressed out? Why is it not fun anymore? Like, yeah. When you were kind of talking about like, rough or being hard on yourself or stressed out when you were developing this product what were some sort of like roadblocks that you had to overcome in order to get either your products in certain places or even to get the label right or anything like that oh my gosh like literally every new day there's a roadblock (laughs) I don't get stressed out that easily or at least I don't think I get stressed out but my body I think handles stress in different ways like I have an eye twitch right now and I'm like what am I what can I possibly it's clearly something um you know but there's literally something all the time I mean back back then it was really getting all these ingredients in and Mm -hmm. you know you just kind of find a lot of people that aren't that helpful you know I had a guy that I was working with um making some components and he kind of like put me through the ringer and you know we we were trying to lay we were trying to hot stamp our universal face oil he said it could be done we sent these bottles all over the country trying to get them hot stamped turns out it was impossible we couldn't hot stamp them so we had to label them there's stuff like that I mean Mm -hmm. now looking back that's just small um such a small problem but you know everything when you're doing it for the first time seems really big and that's yeah. what I always tell new entre- entrepreneurs even though I'm still so new what do I even know but one thing I have learned is that you know what feels really hard now in like three weeks you're just going to be like oh yeah that's so easy and then the next thing's going to be even harder mm-hmm. and you're going to figure out how to do that and it just kind of keeps going and going and going um and it doesn't really stop but you just get better at managing you know you get better at like being disaster control Yes. So we've had some wild things. I mean, stuff has gotten stuck. One example is like, yeah, we had um, our bottles coming over from Korea and the largest like tsunami hurricane situation had hit the coast and the boat that our stuff was on and the person, the people that were on it, the boat was missing for like two weeks with like, you know, not just Mara, obviously it's right. a cargo boat, mm-hmm. but you know, that for us was like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of inventory that they weren't even sure if they were ever going to find. It could have been at the bottom of the ocean. I mean, who knows? But luckily, you know, two weeks of silence kind of went by and then they did find the boat. Um, but Jesus, stuff like that, that yeah. you know, it can be you know, detrimental to a small business, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, you're trying to manage your cash flow and mm-hmm. make sure that everything is kind of like self-sustaining itself. So there's been that. I mean, something we just went through, and it's even crazy to say it out loud, but it was one of our ingredients had a worldwide shortage, which means it just didn't grow that year. That's when you yeah. get into naturals, that's mm-hmm. an issue. So, I mean, like there's literally an issue in every single category that I could mm-hmm. go through, but you just get better at like you know, figuring out op- like other options. Yeah, know? and also not taking all the hits, like, 
personally because it's like uh, they're all it's going to happen regardless of any whatever category you're in whether mm-hmm. you are starting your own beauty company or you're you know a chef or something you know totally you know, everything's going to have that so at least that's a good attitude yeah or to you operate like, from you, you know? have to and like, even like coronavirus like we brought up earlier yeah. like that's something that's that we that's a real it's a real life thing. issue that we, you know, we and everyone else is going to deal with. And anyone who manufactures anything, most of it does originate at some point in China, Korea, Japan, somewhere over the Taiwan. Um, so it's definitely something we're all thinking of. Yeah. I know we had talked about like Jen being a mentor. Are there any other people who you kind of go to and, and your dad? Like, are there any other people who are... Mostly my friends. I feel like my friends, even though they all do different things, um, you know, I have lots of friends who own beauty brands, like Mm -hmm. my friend Karina from Dead Cool. I met her um, maybe like a year or two, right when I was launching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've kept in contact. We're actually good friends now and so proud of her line. So it's fun to have like people that are business owners too. And, you know, I know a lot of like the clean beauty Mm -hmm. founders now, um, like Amy from Tower 28. And so it's nice to have like a network of people that you can like DM or like Mm -hmm. text and rely on. Um, But in terms of mentors, like I think that mentors are important, but I also think that like every person has their own path. And so Mm -hmm. I try not to let myself be too clouded by um, other people's opinions. You know, and like advice. how they did, you know, how did they did that? And that is the way to, yeah, you know. Because there's no one way to do anything. Right. Ways will prove that. <laughs> if you put in any address right, in Ways, right, it'll right. show you the craziest way to get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I love the idea of like, you know, like that my dad's my mentor and I have someone like Jen who, mm-hmm. you know, was really helpful of me getting into my EU retailer called Beauty. But for the most part, I try and like really figure it out myself too. That's awesome. Listen, but then yeah. like, you know, do my own thing. And talking about like, lofty goals and like visions what are some things that you are comfortable sharing that you like see happening for Mara like dream world Mara would be here or in this person's hands or whatnot I mean I really want to be at places like Sephora you know Mm -hmm. global global brands that are um you know all around the world so somewhere like Sephora where we would be in like in Sephora Canada or Sephora EU um I'd love to be in Nietzsche which is like a German store I think that like really successful businesses have a multifaceted international strategy so a lot of us are so focused on the United States but you forget that there's like a whole whole world world. out there yeah 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 so we've like put a lot of emphasis on you know the EU um you know all of our products are EU compliant so that's like a big thing for us so moving into like the German market would be big I really want to get more presence in Australia with Mm -hmm. Mecca so those are like a a few of the top places um you know there's some clean stores I'm always eyeing like Faux Lane or the detox market but we also I mean you're sitting in our we're moving to fulfillment but you're sitting in our warehouse you can see how little product I have left yeah um you know we have to be careful of how many stores we sign because you know you won't be able to you know no I have like 200 units of universal left that's gonna go in a week so I'm gonna be out but it's fine um we're getting more made as we speak yeah I see us going into other categories not just skin maybe Mm -hmm. we do something in color maybe we do something in body or hair so I definitely see that in our future and yeah I would love to have like a real like this is a real office for sure but like you know lots of people you know Mm -hmm. helping me with the vision because it's a lot of work doing yourself and with one other person and it's just you you it's just us two like that are full-time on Mm -hmm. the brand um and then we like have like I said our PR team and you know digital native digital agencies that we work with and Mm -hmm. photographers but really we're the ones that are preparing everything so yeah literally boxing you know it's not all we're moving that (laughs) we we have a fulfillment center that we just signed with oh that's great which is like so exciting 
Well, that is yeah. all very exciting, and I'm just putting out all the all the vibes Thank that that you. happens. Thank you. Yeah, we're, it's really exciting to just watch it grow. Like, to think that you could launch something and people use it is just, like, really wild. But, I mean, it is such, like, you can tell that you just put so much time and energy and really harnessed what you were going for because it's all so clear on it it's just like a clear message the product is amazing you know so i appreciate that props to that thank you it didn't always feel clear though i think that's like the the interesting thing it, it looks very cohesive now but i remember when we were going to do the retinol oil components i was like what am i gonna even put it in like where do i go from this but it all works out yeah just those things that you have to deal you know figure it out yeah totally um so i always like to ask people some rapid fire like they're not really rapid fire but just like fun questions so kind of going back to some like food stuff if you were having a dream dinner party Mm -hmm. who would be guests they can be dead or alive and what would you serve them you can order it make it whatever you want to do you can go out to dinner Okay, it would be really cool. These are just people I'd want to meet. Yeah, um, maybe like Estee Lauder would be really cool. Yeah, I would love. You know, I'm I'm obsessed with Steve Jobs, um, and Ben Horowitz are like mm-hmm. two of my favorite like CEOs that I read up about a lot. And maybe Obama. Yeah, and um, I would serve them nothing that I made because I'm not <laughs> not a great cook. Not gonna lie, I can do like desserts and stuff. Right. Um, I would probably order order John and Vinny's delivery. Yes. <laughs> Love John and Vinny. Everyone likes John and Vinny. Yeah, right. Can't so. go wrong. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what is your go-to drink? Ooh, okay. There's a few. Mm-hmm. It just depends. So I, I love like anything with mezcal. So I love like a smoky mm-hmm. mezcal cocktail. Same, same. Yeah, but I also love um, champagne. Yeah, but it gives me a headache. Uh, where is somewhere or some places that you're dying to eat next? Oh. Ooh, that's such a good question. Well, I'm. This is not really fair, but I'm going to French Laundry for the <gasps> for first your, time for your dad's birthday. For my dad's birthday, I, so I've never been. Wow. Have you been? No. no. That's like I mean, like wow. the dream. The so dream. It's my dad's seventieth. He's gonna kill me for saying that on here. He's forty-five. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so you know we're doing it big. So I've been dying to go. So that's that's not fair though, because I actually am going. Um, dream places. I've never been to Sushi Park. Here in LA, I just ate there for. Did the first you love time. it? Was it everything and more? It was everything. It was the best. Okay. Sushi, like it was so good. And I mean, I've never been to Japan, so I can't, you know, Same. be like, that's that place is high on my list. Once you know, the world, yeah, is a little healthier. Same. Same. My parents or my dad and my sister went last year and loved yeah. it. Yeah, but Sushi Park was really outstanding like every piece was, was just, just incredible incredible mm-hmm. Asanebo is another one I've wanted mm. to go to it's also it's a Michelin star sushi restaurant in like Studio City area Ooh, okay those are probably the top three yeah no, where else are... should I go you're you're the foodie I mean have you eaten at Bavel? no I haven't but this is I really bestia yeah Bavel is like Mediterranean really yummy like dips but also really good prawns and mushrooms and lamb mm. and everything so I always tell if people haven't been there or if you want to do Italian Felix I love Felix is Felix. good I've been to Felix um I mean I I like love eating out but I also have my, my go-to spots where I'm mm-hmm. like I want to go to Little Dom's for pancakes totally you know or <laughs> stuff like that but I'm the same I'm like a creature of habit so my favorite restaurant is in Studio City and it's called um Dai Chan Oh, I've never been there. It's hands down like my favorite sushi in LA. 
Okay. Like, like affordable sushi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still expensive. It's not like, you know, cheap. By any means, it's probably sugar fish pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe a little bit more expensive, but they have everything from like Japanese soul food and like chicken katsudon, like really mm. amazing Japanese dishes and Japanese food. But yeah, I go there like once a week. Sounds yeah, good. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing is that LA, when I first moved out here, you know, coming from Chicago, LA was such a different kind of city. Mm. And even though I didn't live in Chicago proper, like I was just like, okay, how am I going to get to know all the different neighborhoods? Because I just wanted to explore. And so it was kind of through like, oh, I want to try this restaurant or go to this coffee shop or whatever. So that's how I was able to totally get acclimated with the city because I have luckily have a good sense of direction. So then once I started like going to all these places, I was like, okay, I can like, you know, what is always in your fridge? Oh my gosh. Yes. Always some sort of like oat milk, Mm -hmm. which I know is not that great for you. I know it's like carb juice. I've had many nutritionists tell me to (laughs) lay off (laughs) like carb water where they say, but you know, I have oat milk always, always in there. Uh Um, I'm a big like berries person. I love starting Mm -hmm. the day with antioxidants. So always like berries and lemons and spinach that I usually don't get to. (laughs) You know, you buy the bag of spinach. Right. And then you like use like like one handful. One handful. Uh Yeah. One handful. Um, And then we try and have like, you know, just some easy things to cook at night. Um, I love like those Beyond Meat patties, mm-hmm. which are so simple and so tasty, even though I, I'm not sure if they're that amazing for you, but I love them. Mm-hmm. And what else do we have? Those are like the basics, but um, yeah, we always have like wine. We have like a whole wine fridge and yeah, all that sake. Stuff. What is your um, go-to snack usually? Ooh, it's changing. Right now I'm obsessed with Simple Mills. Yes. Almond flour, they're right there. I'm looking at them. <laughs> I love cashews, but to the point where, like, I did this with almonds before. I was doing, like, overkill on almonds. Like, almond milk, almonds, almond protein bars. and almond I started butter. Kind of, almond yeah. butter. And I started getting, like, a little bit of a reaction to it. Because you can make yourself... Yeah, you can give yourself a allergic... Yes, or a, to nuts. Yeah. So I'm there with cashews. I love cashews, but I'm trying to, like, not have them quite as much. And then I like Go Macro bars. Mm. Have you ever had the Go Macro? I actually go? haven't. I mean, I know exactly what they are. Yeah, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. They're, like, my favorite. So those are, like, probably my three favorite things. Yeah, Simple Mills, those cra- – um, I was like, oh, my God, this is gluten-free. Mm-hmm. It's gluten-free. I like Super Seed, too. The seed um, – have you seen the seed ones? Yes. Mary's. Mary's. Those cr- ones are really good. crackers or whatever, cracky mm-hmm. crackers. They're, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, is your bagel toasted or untoasted? I don't eat bagels, but if I had to eat one, it'd probably be toasted. Probably be toasted. Yeah, I wish. I, I can't commit to that many carbs. That's okay. <laughs> My I mean, fiance does, and I'll like, probably eat half of her. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know. Um, uh, chocolate or vanilla? Ooh, it depends on what it is. Like vanilla for most things, but then like sometimes chocolate. But like vanilla, vanilla. Vanilla. But chocolate too. I know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Like chocolate frosting with vanilla cake. Yes. It's really good. That was my, like, go-to birthday cake when I was really little. Really good. Yeah, it's solid. Like, it's a solid order. But then, like, like milkshakes and stuff, I'd get a vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla. Protein power, i do vanilla, you know. Mm-hmm. The normal things. Um, and then I always like to end with, well, first off, is there anything else you want to say? Obviously, tell your, like, social media handles and everything where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me at Allison McNamara and at The Mara Beauty. And we're at themarabeauty.com. Perfect. So, so simple. Yes. And you can, um, you're in detox, or not oh, your detox, Credo, you're in Credo. Um, Credo Beauty, Blue Mercury, mm-hmm. and then are like the bigger stores. And we're in tons of smaller stores. So like if you are in a smaller town, just look at our website. We might be in a store near you um, for like a little apothecaries. And then internationally at Cult Beauty. Amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having of me. Course. This is so fun. I'm so happy that I got to chat with you. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the beauty space besides that I just like love, you know, trying new products and Yay. stuff. Um, so, so fun to hear about how everything just like came to life, really. Uh, so I always like to ask everyone, because my podcast is named Family Meal, what Family Meal means to them. Ooh. You know, I didn't grow up with like a set family meal, but mm-hmm. I think if I had a family, like it would have, I would definitely like make it something that's really a part of, mm-hmm. you know, my repertoire. And I think it just is like, my family meal now is more like having time with my friends. Yeah. And I think it's just a time to like connect, put down your phone, um, have a good laugh, you know, drink some good food or drink some good wine, eat some good food. And just like, yeah, share, like share moments with your friends. Cause you know, there's social media, we're always on our phones. It's just nice to like take a break. Yeah. I mean, so. that's the thing about LA too. Cause I'm not about, I'm not near my family and it's like, my friends out here are my family. Yeah, yeah. totally. Your chosen family. Exactly. Your chosen family. <laughs> chosen family. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to come on and talk. It was lovely. Thanks and for having me. Of this course. was so fun. Yeah. Yes, I loved it. Great. Well, I will see you guys next week and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Guys, don't forget, um, if you like this podcast, rate, like, subscribe, and share with your friends and share the recipes. Make the recipes. Tag me in that. And I love to hear your comments and feedback about everything. So DM me on Instagram at Irish Freckle Girl, at Irish Freckle Girl, or at family underscore meal underscore podcast. Wash your hands out there, guys. Bye.